Oh, I love the NBA. The NBA, LZ, is the gift that keeps on giving, kind of like Greg Bergman with the bits, but it, it really is. I don't know. Who gives us more ammunition? Uh, who gives us more content, Greg or the NBA? Oh, the NBA. Because it's close, NBA though. It is close. It is close. It's just that we always know it's coming from Greg. We're with the NBA. It's like it could be KD with a bird account. You never know. Right, right, right. Or it could be the entire Houston organization is imploding right before our eyes. Man. Man. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's not crazy. Right. It is crazy, but not crazy. That is absolutely the best way to describe it. It's crazy because it's actually happening. It's not crazy because they fired the coach they like. They fired the G. I mean, he didn't fire the GM, but the GM stepped down, whatever. He was fired. Um, and for and China. then <laughs> both guys ended up in other organizations. And then they promoted the understudy in ge- from a general manager standpoint and hired a first time head coach. Not a guy who has been coaching elsewhere as a head coach. No, no, a guy who's never been a head coach. Although he has worked his way up, and I like guys getting their first yep. chance. So don't take that away from Steven Silas. But LZ, you don't give – I at least my philosophy is you don't give the keys to a team that's supposed to be competing for a championship to a guy who's never been a head coach at any level before. Well, first, real talk, Houston was never competing for a championship. Everyone but they knew, claimed that, they were. They were delusional. Correct. <laughs> They were delusional. But nobody with, who was for real looked at that roster and thought that was going to come up on top when it was all said and done. Especially after this season, after what we saw Especially this season. Especially after this season. But even like last season, it was just sort of like when Rusk was traded to the Houston Rockets, no one said, oh, it wasn't like AD and LeBron where it was like, you know, university considered a, a, a championship favorite. Even when they traded for Russ, it was like going, well, they could. And it was like, you know, it wasn't secure because – we know what that is. We know what that was. Their best chances of winning a championship included Clint Capella. When they traded Clint because they went, you know, all in on small ball, I was just like, well, you're not trying to win a championship. You're just not. Right. So when I see what's happening now, it's like, well, of course that's what's happening because you kept pulling on all the loose threads and now the whole thing's unraveling. Yeah, it really is a crazy situation. Um, the and, and look, we talked about this a little yesterday, right? The Rockets had to kind of go all in, in theory, right? Because they don't have draft picks, uh, one this year or one next season. So, and it's crazy because you're not supposed that's not supposed to be the case. Um, but they they did they did they I guess they technically have one next year, but um, they have one of those pick swap situations or whatever. Um, so they kind of had to go all in at least for one more year, maybe two, because of that. But I, I'm kind of with you now. Like, because you don't have any assets in regards to the draft, you probably should sell high now. You know what I mean? And just get off those two guys and start the rebuild sooner because you're just waiting another year or maybe two to start a rebuild. And at that point, those two guys are two years older. And what is their value going to be? Exactly, especially Westbrook, whose entire game is predicated on his athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Harden, um, his skill set will still be there even when his athleticism starts to dissipate. But Russ, once he doesn't have that bounce anymore and that explosion, it's a wrap for him. <laughs> and you don't know when that's going to come. So 
if I'm the Houston Rockets new owner, I would look at this not as an opportunity to try and, you know, win a championship because you're not, but it is an opportunity for you to look at your first time head coach, to your point, look at the talent that you have, blow the thing up, get yourself some draft picks and allow Steven Silas, who you've put faith in to actually grow with the roster out Brad Stevens in Boston. Much easier to do it with a young coach that way. I'm 100% convinced with you. By the way, a friend of mine just texted me this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's role play, basically. Russ, you ask out first. Nobody in Houston's going to care. And then I can ask out because you're not here. Is that cool? <laughs> Sincerely, James. <laughs> this is so funny. Right? But you know but, that's probably the way that went down. It probably is. But here's the real kicker. Yeah. They think the problem is the organization. Right. It's also <laughs> the, on them, too. It's yes. also you guys. Yes. It's, it's also, also you. It is also on them, too. But they won't see it that way. And no. that's why that's why we discussed yesterday Westbrook to the Clippers. I was like, to do what? That's not what they need. What right. they both need is someone to sit them down, maybe a Kareem, maybe a, you know, I don't know, some great, maybe Magic Hand. Somebody needs to sit them down and be real to them about their games, like real, and about what they need to do in order to get to the next level. They're Hall of Famers. There's no question about that. But if you're a competitor, that's not enough, especially if your, think your fingers are naked. They need someone to give them some real talk. And if it's not going to be the GM or the team president or the owner, because, you know, obviously the owner doesn't know anything about basketball, and it can't be the coach because the coach is a first-year guy, then it needs to be some veteran who just loves the game and just want to be honest with these guys. Yeah, and and by the way, uh, so you mentioned Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. You know, as we heard in Purgatory, so our buddy Ryan Rossillo is reporting that Kawhi has reached out specifically to Chris Paul. So we've spent a lot of time talking about uh, and had Brian Winhorst on after he broke the news about Phoenix trying to get in on Chris Paul. Um, now, like, I, if Kawhi's making that call, doesn't LeBron need to make that call? Why? I mean, he probably has already is my guess. I was right? like, I was like, they probably had a glass of wine. And you say, like, yo, dog, you want to roll or, or what? what? What you doing? He ain't got to right. make a call. Yeah, I just I think that the difference is, though, um, I'm trying to think like what would okay Oh, see, here's the thing. It's easier, I think, to deal with Houston with a brand new GM, right? A guy who's never Mm -hmm. been the GM before than dealing with Sam Presti, who wants to win every trade, no no matter how big or how small it is. Um, I think that becomes the challenge here unless you get a third team involved. Well, a third team would certainly be helpful, or just looking east, if you don't want to deal with them later, would be helpful as well. But I would think that, you know, in Chris Paul's case, it may not even necessarily be a trade. It could still be a buyout. Right, right. All right, we'll continue this discussion. Um, If you want to get in on the Lakers and the Clippers trying to vie potentially for Chris Paul, you can at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Russell Westbrook, also rumored to the Clippers as well, Uh, but... I want to make sure we salute LZ, the veterans out there. It is Veterans Day. Uh, And if you out there run into someone who is a veteran, make sure you thank them for their service. Uh, Michael Thompson is going to join us at 440. MT is going to have some takes. Uh, But coming up next, speaking of takes, there's a Hall of Famer maybe in some hot water because of his take and Uh an MVP in the NFL calling someone out. We have all that coming up in three minutes. Hey, hey. 
Sedat and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Michael Thompson going to join us in eight minutes. So we have a short segment here if you're just uh, tuning in. So uh, apparently now there's James Harden news. Are you ready for this, LZ? I'm ready. Sham Sharani reporting Houston's James Harden remains committed to the Rockets and is, quote, locked in for the season. Sources tell. Uh, they do have good strip clubs down there. Um, I also think, you know, to the point we made, the joke we made earlier about, you know, Russ, you go first. I think it's a lot of he's going to get crushed. And I also think that the place he probably wants to be is in Philly with Maury. And I don't think he can get there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see – because if here's the thing. If Harden asks out – you do lose some leverage. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, in I, I don't know how much. I mean, I don't know. I, it, isn't that how it should work in theory? That you, you lose leverage in that situation if you're the Rockets? I mean, do you lose leverage with players like Westbrook and Harden? Under contract? Like, do you lose leverage in that situation? I guess they are under contract for three more seasons. Yeah, so it's like whenever they decide to put them on a free market, there are some real estate you know, properties that are never going to depreciate. And right now, those two certainly won't be depreciating next season. And if they wanted to put them up for sale before the draft, which I probably would, um, they could probably get a quite the haul. Yeah. You might even get like Carl Anthony Towns out of it, out of Minnesota. Yeah, if, I, you're Min- if you're Minnesota, what do you have to lose? Right? Uh, you know who also will put I, – I mean, listen, here's the thing. I, 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 I don't see Minnesota giving up on Carl Anthony Towns for a, a Russell Westbrook or um, – and, and I don't see Harden wanting to go to Minnesota. So I, I think that, you know, I, I just think that's different. Now, Greg is saying that AD got full value um, – Right, but that's also a little different situation to LZ's point. One guy's under contract for three more years. Well, I mean, AD was under contract for but, another and, season. And, and here's the thing. You had LeBron James on your team. Like, you need to get that deal <laughs> right. done. Right. But if you were the Lakers, saying, you had to do whatever it took to get that deal because you have LeBron James on your team. I mean, you got to a point where it was New Orleans had really one spot to send AD. It was to Los Angeles, and that was really about it. And so they got he, what they wanted, but that was because everyone in the world knew that if you didn't get AD, LeBron was probably not going to be thrilled. Probably not, but it, it, if somebody asks out, all I'm saying is if somebody asks, asks out, they're going to get what you want for them, especially when you're under contract like that. Nah, like a, that's L- not always true. Look at what I, Philly got for Jimmy Butler, dude. They got uh, G, uh, J- Josh Richardson. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what – like. That's ridiculous. That's on Elton Brand. That's on Elton Brand, right? But that's that's my point is that there's a lot more examples of that than there is. There's a lot of those examples if you get pennies on the dollar when the superstar asks out. The Lakers had no choice. They had to give everything that David Griffin wanted for Anthony Davis because of LeBron. And they knew that. And Griffin knew that because he was LeBron's general manager. So he knows what kind of pressure uh, Rob Palenka was under. And even with all that, the Lakers still won the trade. Right, because the one who wins the championship wins the trade. doesn't mean that New Orleans can't eventually win that trade, but for now, right. the Lakers have certainly won well, the trade. Well, the Lakers certainly have won it, you know, right. because we, what we already know is that the whole trade now is predicated on whether or not Brandon Ingram can become a generational talent. Right. Because we already know what Zoe is. It is what it is. Josh Hart is a really good role player, but it's all about Brandon Ingram, and they're still waiting to see if he can be a tra- you know a generational talent, but they traded away a generational talent. 
because they knew right. that he wasn't going to resign. Right. So he won. Right. Um, no, I'm no one's debating that. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't think that's the issue. I think what, what Greg is trying to say about the um, the stuff about AD, that's because you have LeBron, dude. Like, that's a different style. Of, that's a different situation. That is one of one, okay? Like, that, that doesn't – that's not the same thing in this spot. There are way more examples of – Guys asking out and you're getting pennies on the dollar. Like way more examples. Like 90% of those situations end up like that. Um, ask Carmelo Anthony. You know, the Knicks, right? Like they, they oh, excuse me. The uh, Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks in that situation, they they, they got they got put in a tough spot too. So, um, and Denver got some stuff back, but how much of that did they really keep? They, they eventually moved Iguodala. They moved Danilo Gallinari. You know yeah. what I mean? Like those were nice players, but none of that was like something that you felt like made the deal, you know? Dude. I think that if Gallinari comes in and he doesn't get injured, that trade's totally different. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like you don't get – you. they didn't They didn't get, like, this crazy haul from the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got, like, players they felt they could part with. Uh, and the Lakers did the same thing. All right. Speaking of players and bickering and dissatisfaction, LZ, your boy, Sir? Isaiah Thomas – People are mad at him again. People just get, I mean, they're just angry. They're always mad at Isaiah Thomas. So he was on the Shannon Sharp podcast and was asked about, I think it was the top five guys that he, he had the, 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 I guess, were the toughest for him in his era, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what Isaiah said and has everyone up in arms. Again, you know, and, and you can just go about a winning record, right? <laughs> you know, right. Um, Magic, Kareem, Bird. Dr. J, and then I would say Jordan. So everyone's mad because he put Jordan in the fifth spot. But I don't feel like that's wrong. He beat Jordan pretty much every time except at the end, right? I mean, anyone who's mad that Isaiah Thomas said the truth is just because not just postseason, in the regular seasons, it was, it was routine to beat Michael yeah. Jordan in the Bulls. Routine. Right, the, the Pistons, yes, for the Pistons. The Pistons, Absolutely. it yeah. was routine. Meanwhile, I think we at one point we had like a 10-game losing streak against the Lakers. Hell yeah, Magic Kareem were the big bad wolf and right. Bird. It wasn't Jordan because we were beating them all the time until we got old. Yeah, and at, I don't know why, at that point, I, it didn't matter. I don't know why anyone's been out of shape. We can talk to Michael about that. We'll talk to Michael about uh, everything that's going wrong in Houston, which is pretty much everything, uh, and uh, what he thinks uh, about the upcoming NBA season. Michael Thompson, our pal, comes and joins us in two minutes. Sit down on LZ here on 710 ESPN. Um, LZ, you know what's trending on Twitter today is something funny, which is, you know, we love TV around here. We love movies. Uh, we love food, obviously, and booze. Uh, but what's trending on Twitter today is one show that you could have one more season of. Before we get to Michael Ooh. Thompson here in a second, what what would the what would be that one show? Oh, man, one show I can get one more season of. Um, man, uh, you go. I'm thinking. That's that's a hard one. I'm trying to think. Who did I really miss? Um, I would I would like one more season of Game of Thrones because I feel like we can do it right. <laughs> so I'm assuming with this question is that we pick up where they left off. Right. So I'm I'm going through my head right now like going, okay, who left off good so that I was hungry for more as opposed to who left off and I was just like, what the hell? Let me think. 
man. I don't know. What would I want one more show of? That's crazy. I can't yeah. pick up any show. I'm I'm, I'm right. going to just go with the recent one, which is Shit's Creek. Yeah, um, that, and just the I, fact that we could say that on the air because it's an actual show is fantastic on Netflix. An Shit's Creek. Show. Yeah, I'm going I'm to yeah. go with Shit's Creek. All right. Uh, oh, there's Michael Thompson's music. Michael Thompson, do you know that in the five o'clock hour, LZ and I are going to give someone a chance to win a virtual key? in this 5 o'clock hour coming up that could win them potentially a 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport and a grand $1,000 in the glove box, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Did you know that, Michael Thompson? No, I did not know that. That's a pretty cool gig, a pretty cool uh, deal there, man. That's almost as good as being on Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. So in the 5 o'clock hour... Uh, you will get a, a as good a prize as you would get on Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. You have to listen for the cue to call. Hopefully, you have the road trip destination of the day uh, that you could hear on Mason and Ireland's show each and every weekday in the 3 o'clock hour. And then every weekday in the 5 o'clock hour, you get your chance to win a virtual key that could start that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Uh, Michael, I feel like I know the answer to this. If you had could get one more season of a show that you would love to watch, what see, what show would that be? I heard you asking LZ this, and that's easy for me. And uh, to me, it's the greatest sitcom or comedy show in the history of television. You guys won't agree because you're too young. So you young punks don't understand good TV. Um, because back then, but you got to come back with the original actors. So you got to have sort of like a time machine because nobody could replace the original actors. But to me, the funniest show because... LZ, it dealt with everything. It dealt with homophobia. It dealt with racism. It dealt with... Uh, Three's uh, Company? Anti-Semitism. Uh, so you got to know what show I'm talking about. All in the family. Yeah, all in the family. Because it made Archie Bunker and Bigotry look like a, like a fool. And then when the Jeffersons would come on, George Jefferson would show up with Archie. It was the funniest show. I mean, it made you... It, it made your stomach hurt because you laughed so much when Archie... And George Jefferson would go back and forth and Archie's ignorant attitude and, and opinions about everything. That was the greatest show on TV because even though it was funny, it dealt with sensitive issues and made people who were bigots look like idiots. I, I love that show. It's a pretty good one. I'm, Although I'm not, Carol O'Connor has one. since passed, I believe. So there's that. Yeah. I thought you yeah. would go with yeah, Sanford and Son because you send me all these well, clips from Sanford and Son all the time. Yeah, that, that one too, of course. But if I had to choose one of those two, it would be All in the Family because it was it dealt with serious issues in a comedic way. And Archie and uh, the whole all that whole crew of actors was so good. All right. I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I was struggling. Yeah. I picked Shit's Creek because I am curious to see what the characters would do afterwards. And that's the most important thing to me about the question is think about how the show ended and ask yourself, do you care what happened to them the next day? And for a lot of the shows, I didn't care what happened the next day. But I do care about Shit's Creek. I wouldn't mind seeing what happened to Sanford and Son. Um, I don't know about All in the Family, though. I just feel like that joke has kind of run its course. Well, the other show I would pick, too, is you wouldn't approve of All in the Family. Then you got to come back with The Sopranos because you got to have a different ending. That was ridiculous. You can't do a different ending. It has to be that ending, and then you have to like go from there. So do the family yeah, live or are they going to get no killed? Sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. But do you think they live or do you think they get killed? The show that never should end is Kirby Enthusiasm. That thing is hilarious. Yeah, that, that should go good. on for a long That's really time. Good. Uh, Michael, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. Should James Harden – now, the reports are James Harden is committed uh, to the Rockets. 
Do you believe that James – if Russell Westbrook does get out of Houston, do you think James Harden should stay? No, I think James should look to move too because he'll be a one-man show there, and that's not going to cut in the, in the uh, NBA Western Conference, as you guys know. He'll basically be on a lottery team without Russell Westbrook and just the uh, other guys there. So if they're going to do that, then Rockets could get a, a bundle of uh, picks and young players for those two guys. So they should start thinking about rebuilding and start looking to the future. Which is exactly what I said last week, Michael. I'm glad you finally yeah. come to your senses. Well, yeah, I listen to you, LZ. You're a smart man when it comes to, <laughs> to sports and politics and all that, and life and all that stuff. Man, you're a wise man to listen to. But here's the thing, though, Michael. Here's my here's my concern when it comes to this proposed, you know, blowing up and sending the guys elsewhere. The teams that are making the purchase for these two players need to understand that these are players that will only get you to the playoffs. That's it. They can't try and, and add additional expectations to the trade because they aren't there. They're not that good to single-handedly elevate a franchise to a championship. And they need, and the teams that trade for them need to recognize that. Yeah, you know, you keep hearing about the Clippers interested in Westbrook. I don't know what they have to trade to match the salary. Maybe they'll do some kind of sign and trade with uh, Montrez Harrell and somebody. I don't know how they'll match them, get up to 40, so within 25% of $40 million. They, I guess they maybe have a formula to be able to do that. Or maybe they'll get a third team involved. We just don't know. But if you put Russell Westbrook with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you're on to something pretty special there. I think you can get to the Western Conference Finals with them, but I don't think they got enough to beat the Lakers. No, they, they won't beat the Lakers, but they will definitely be a serious, very serious contender. You put Russell Westbrook with those two guys. Yep, I would yeah, agree with I, that. I, I, I do think, though, that you know Russ would have to be willing to play a role there, Michael, because the reality is... And he would. Find- he would. He would okay. because he respects uh, Paul George and, uh, and Kawhi Leonard and to, to fit in there. He'd he do whatever it takes to fit in, you know, because he knows... Uh, he's not 25 years of age anymore, and that that MVP caliber player. So if he he can be there and be a a piece of a, a championship contender, he'd be willing to do that. Michael Thompson yeah. hanging out with us on the Morongo Celebrity Hotline. Play it safe, good times. Go ahead, Ozzy. I'm sorry. I was just going to say. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know because what the Clippers really need is not what Russell Westbrook brings. You know what they need is a is a player who understands tempo, who can organize, who can be um, under control in critical situations. And I feel, based upon the years of watching Russell Westbrook and and trust, I think he is pound for pound probably the best athlete that's ever played this sport. And that includes LeBron James, pound for pound. He's so ridiculous athletically. But when it comes to running a team as a traditional point guard, he doesn't even come close to LeBron James. He doesn't come close to Chris Paul. There's a whole bunch of pure point guards who are just better at running teams than he is. And what the Clippers needed last season and what they still need this season isn't someone who they can't, you know, who can get their own shot whenever they want, but it's someone who can make sure everyone else can get their own shot. And I'm not sure if Russ Westbrook is that guy. Yeah, I mean, Michael, historically. He's been more of a scorer. Um, he, that's why I'm saying he would have to be willing to play a role, and that role would be to be more of a traditional point guard. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they maybe should go after Chris Paul, huh? Because he sounds like the perfect guy that LZ's describing. Well, well there are reports that, um, that Kawhi has made overtures to Chris Paul, and if that's the case, that would make more sense to LZ's point, yes. Yes. 
but they would have to organize, they'd have to sort of get some kind of three team trader because they don't have the salaries to get to within 25% of 40 million. I don't think, unless they, like I say, sign and trade with Montrez and throw Lou Williams in the. Yeah, they, they'd have to sign and trade Montrez. There's no question. They'd have yeah. to probably pay him at around $12 million or so. Well, it would take more than that because Russell's making 41. So you got. Well, no, but if you throw in like Pat Beverly's 13 and you throw in Lou Williams yeah. is like eight, like you can get there. You can get to 75%. Yeah. Yeah, some teams got to, you know, they got to go out there and realize to beat the Lakers and the Warriors and the Nuggets, you got to do something because if you come back with the same team, you have no shot to knock off one of those three teams. Yeah, none. None whatsoever. Michael, obviously we would like as many of our free agents back on the team as possible, but business suggests that that's not going to happen. If you were in charge of the Lakers for a day with the financial restraints that they currently have, What's, who's the free agent you think they should target? Well, that's, that's easy. Uh, if I was in charge of the Lakers, if I was in Rob Palenka's position, or Jesse or Joey Buss, I would have a meeting with my boy LeBron, and, I, and then I'd, I'd brainstorm with him and say, who do you want on this team? Who do you see could help you and Anthony Davis? Uh, and Anthony would be in the meeting, too. I'd have those two in the office and said, okay, boys, let's go over the chart. Here are the free, available free agents, uh, the veterans who could come in and help us. Who are you guys uh, comfortable with? Simple as that. So you, you don't make that decision on your own. You consult with LeBron and with Anthony Davis. That sounds good. All right, I'll yeah. call LeBron and see what I can work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the smart thing to do. People say, well, how's, why does LeBron have that kind of power? But when you're as great as he is and you're in the uh, uh, NBA Finals regular like him, he knows what it takes and what kind of plays it takes to get there and win a championship. So I, he definitely will be in, an, in on any decisions I make Who's going to be on this roster? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this, Michael, before we let you go. Uh, your boy, Lamar Jackson, I know he's your guy. Actually, both your guys, Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, are in the news today. Uh, Lamar Jackson has called out his offensive coordinator, uh, saying that they are too predictable, that everyone knows what they're doing. Um, how much of that should be on him, right? Shouldn't he, be, shouldn't he take some of that blame? Because, you know, there's a lot of talk no. about – he can't throw the ball all that well yet still. No, no, no. I don't blame him, LZ and George. Here's the problem with Lamar Jackson. I saw when he was struggling for – he played well against Indianapolis, but when he was struggling a couple games before, LeBron, they're trying, to, they're trying to, to turn Lamar Jackson into Peyton Manning. He's sitting in the pocket. He's, he's reading the first he's, – he's getting his reads out. He's reading the first, first receiver's covered, second receiver's covered. If that happens, pull the ball down and run. He's standing, he's holding on to the ball too long and trying to force throws in because they're trying to turn him into a freaking pocket passer. He can pass well enough, but they're taking his legs away too much. That's what makes him so the most dangerous quarterback in the game because he can pull it down and turn a, a potential sack into a 20-yard game. And they t- they took that, they've taken that away from him too often this season. That's why they're struggling. Right. He should be able to throw the ball a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, you would think. Mike, we... he, threw the ball. he threw the ball well against Indianapolis. Didn't you watch the game? I did. I actually picked them as uh, my uh, my best bet this past weekend. So right. Now, he's not that. as accurate as he was last year, but he's got the second half of the season right. coming and, up, and I agree and with I, you. I, I think that's the issue, is that people are seeing he's not as, a, he's not as good as he was last year as an MVP. Yeah. And I think that uh, he's like, hey, don't blame me. You know, my coordinator isn't doing his job either, you know? They are are kind of predictable, though. I mean, sometimes, but they got a good running game. They're 6-2, and and they're complaining. How tough can life be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you. You you know, you complain a lot, and your life is good. 
Exactly. Well, I, you know, you're right about that. I try not to complain too much, but every now and then I do find myself complaining and I have to slap myself and tell myself to stop doing that, LZ. And then just That's go well get another should. bottle of Camus. Exactly. Well, you That's should. Right. Michael, real quick, got a question for you that's really important. Tacos. Are we doing hard shells, flour, or corn? Ooh, that's a great question because I love them all. But I guess if I had to choose one, I guess I'm going to go soft because, you know, the hard shells, they crack, they spill out everywhere, they're hard to eat because they're falling all over the place. So soft is easier to eat. They're all delicious, but soft is more manageable. You can, you can, uh, you, you can, um, you can eat it more orderly. You don't look so sloppy, especially if you're out on a date. You know, you don't want to be spilling food all over the place and looking all sloppy in front of your girl or your guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excellent point, Michael. And on that note, we will leave you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Anytime, boys. You know where to find me. I got nothing else to do until December 22nd. All right. We'll talk That's to you right around the corner. That. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. See ya. Hey, and, George, and George, tell Poppy to get more, to put off more of those uh, Twitter things. Well, yeah, I missed that guy. I will. I will uh, pass that along. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Take care. There he is. Michael Thompson of the Celebrity Hotline. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Coming up next, LZ Momo's in the house for an hour. You want NBA questions answered? We've got the person that's going to answer them for you. And uh, don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, it is your chance to win one of those virtual keys that could start that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Don't go anywhere. Next hour is going to be hot. Sedano and LZ, back in three minutes. Sedano and LZ with you here. Don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, your chance to win a virtual key that could start the 2021 Mazda CX-5, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Don't go anywhere. That is happening this hour. If you leave, you're not going to have your chance to win a car. There's that. Uh, time for What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. And Momo's going to join us here in a second, too. Uh, one story for you. Vince Scully, LZ, will be narrating the 2020 Dodgers World Series DVD. I don't really collect DVDs anymore, but I'm in on it just because it's Vin Scully. How about you? Well, absolutely. I mean, we all missed his voice during this championship run, so it's nice that they found a way to get his voice attached to one more chip. Yeah, I think that's great. Greg and Laura, I'll start with Greg. I'm assuming you're okay with that? Whatever it costs, I'm getting it. Wow. Wow. You are you are the don't consumer care. that I want to sell to, for sure. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Laura? I mean, I'm buying it too, but I don't know if I'm paying whatever they yeah, want. Whatever for it costs, it. it feels like you, you're the sucker that everyone looks at. Greg, you're like, <laughs> let's make, let's let's put up the, let's do an upcharge here and uh, and make sure that guys like Greg uh, buy this. All right, that's look, I'm not you, gonna do like a thousand dollars or anything, all right? But it's still, I'll be, I'll pay a lot. I mean, you did say whatever. I mean, to, to, within reason. Come on. Now. Okay, there we go. There we go. There's, there we go. There's a limit to everything. Everyone's got a price. Uh, all right. Uh, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Is Momo there yet? Hey, hey. Yeah. What's uh, up, girl? Things are How's happening. Going, guys? Things he, are he, happening. Here, here's what I got for you. You ready? Booty right. day. Breaking. Houston. Yeah. That's it. Houston. <laughs> We have a situation. Yep. I'm not going to call it a problem, but what? we definitely have a situation. So who's going where? <laughs> um, all right. So in this world where I think it's hard to make anything happen. Right. I think it's easy. Let's, let's, let's start with two things. I think it's much easier to trade James Harden than it is trade Russell Westbrook. Okay. True. Okay. James Harden's a better player. Um, has a, you know, they both make a lot of money, but, uh, Based off of what you saw from Russ, 
last year, especially in the bubble where he didn't look especially great. And it took a long time to figure out how to use him like three years at 130 something million or whatever he has left. Like that's hard to move. Um, I think maybe one of these teams that has trouble signing a free agent, like, you know, what do we saw when we, the last guy I think with a contract like that, that got moved was Blake Griffin. Right. So let's say a team like Detroit team, like Charlotte team, like Atlanta or something, if they want to take, they want to roll the dice, you know, and just get a superstar in there because he's got three years on his deal. Hey, you know, um, but I, I, you know, I think it's going to be hard to move for us. I just do. Um, Harden, on the other hand, I don't think is that hard to move. And the question is, how much do you want for him? Do you, do you want a massive haul of picks? Do you want young players and picks? Do you want salary cap relief? Like, it'd be really interesting to, to see the value that teams would put on Harden as a trade candidate. And, you know, there's a lot of spinning going on outside today. You know, first they're, they've, they're interested in the trade or they, you know, I forget how it was phrased, but they've had discussions about this and they have concerns about the direction of the franchise, but then sort of some, I've seen some, you know, some spin saying that, no, actually Harden's totally on board with what Houston's doing and they're fine. And look, there's smoke there. Question is, does anyone really move? I've been saying for the better part of two weeks now that that team was spinning in wheels and it needs to be blown up. That you want to give Silas a good opportunity to, you know, build with the young roster. You want to kind of replicate what happened with Brad Stevens in Boston. Give him some young guns and see what he does with young players as opposed to trying to convince established guys sitting their ways with flawed games that what Silas has to offer is beneficial for the overall team. I just think you don't want that headache. You got a new owner, a new coach, a new GM, like... Just blow the whole thing up and start over. No one's going to, you know, fault you for it because you're not winning a championship anyway. I'm look. I look. I I'm with you in the sense that they already kind of did blow it up. They already got rid of Daryl Morey. They already got rid of Mark D'Antoni. Like, you're. How can you play with that when you don't have the two architects of it? And you bring it in, you know, and Silas is a. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a good young coach, but, how, you know, you're setting him up in a real, real bad spot if you if you have that roster that he has to play a certain way with. I mean, are you doing the rebuild or not? That's where I think they are. Yeah, right? I think they should, right? I mean, LZ kind of talked about this yesterday, and he, he made a great point, which is like we were talking about their lack of draft capital, and, mm-hmm. you know, unless you know you can – get someone to play with Harden right. if Harden does stay, um, you kind of probably should start the rebuild sooner because to your point, Harden, in, if you wait a year or two, he's only going to be a year or two older, which means you're going to get less in return. Right. You also have P.J. Tucker who is, you know, hope, hoping to get an extension. Right. Um, you don't have any draft assets. Uh, anymore because you've traded those all away and trying to get better. And people forget, like, you know, as hard as it was to move off of the Chris Paul contract, like, that I mean, that was a hard one to move off of. Uh, they took back Westbrook. One of the biggest differences in that, and I remember, you know, talking to the Thunder about this, one of the big upsides for them in taking on that, Chris, that you know, Chris Paul and his contract was he had one less year on his deal, which that matters. 
that really matters when you're talking about that, right? With, yeah. I mean, what, you know, two years of Chris Paul at a big number is a little, it feels different than three years of Russell Westbrook at a big number. Well, also Even because, though Westbrook is younger. Well, also because, and to LZ, I'm, I'm sure you would agree with this, because Chris looked a lot better than Russ last year, right, LZ? Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. On, on and off the court. I mean, Chris kept the bubble together. Chris, you know, kept the, kept the NBA together when you know they were thinking about walking away for the you know because of you know what happened. Um, which city was that in now? Milwaukee, it's, Kenosha. It's, it's hap- yeah, it happens. Kenosha. There we go. Yeah. it happens so many different places. Yeah. I lost track of the cities. So I mean, Chris is just good for the community. He's good for the franchise, and he's yeah. good for Winnie. Not to say that Westbrook doesn't also do things, but we are all cognizant of the leadership of Chris Paul on and off the court, whereas Westbrook does a lot of th- good things. I'm not saying he doesn't. He definitely does. But his standing in terms of the visual is not nearly as great as Chris Paul's. Yeah, and I think also, you know, when we look at what Chris Paul did last year, man, did he help them out. By having that good of a year, going vegan, you know, making an all-star team, like, he went from having what we all regarded as one of the most untradeable toxic contracts in the league to like, he might actually be an asset. Like, I don't think they're going to necessarily have to give up draft assets to get rid of that contract. Do you George? I mean, I don't think so. I think I don't think they might so. Be able to I, get something I, for him. Yeah, I, I don't think so. And the vegan stuff, let's not underrate that LZ tried it for two weeks and, and cheated. So, but on the days in which what, I didn't did, cheat, I felt great. Um, you, so, you, so there are a couple of things about being a vegan yeah. that they don't tell you. Like they don't, they don't tell you that you can't eat meat. They tell you all the healthy stuff about, you know, the diet that you can uh-huh. eat. But then they don't tell you when you walk by and you smell that bacon frying, you can't eat it. Right. I really think that needs to be a disclaimer big in front on the packaging of veganism. You can't eat bacon. Uh. I don't. I mean, I think that's kind of like the starting point of that conversation. Like, well, I was deceived. I felt deceived. I just don't think you read enough about it, my friend. And 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 then they took away cheese, so I can't have bacon and I can't have cheese. What are we doing here? With Chris Paul, you could have done vegetarianism. You could have done, you know. I I cheated on that diet too. Different. Yeah. Yeah, Chris oh, Paul. Okay. I I actually talked about Chris Paul to Chris Paul about this um, last season, uh-huh. like in January or whatever. And he told me, what was it that he told me? I'm I'm looking for. Oh, I found it here. So I I jotted it down. He said he, he went on a plant based diet in June of the previous year. Said he went cold turkey and fought through the cravings, uh, but has seen a real difference. It helped his recovery most of all. Even claiming at one point he was wondering if he was working out hard enough because he wasn't getting sore. The diet has helped him keep uh, up with the twenty-year-olds that he's got to deal with. Uh, and the, although occasionally having a cheat meal, and when he does, what he goes for the most? Cookies. Ah, cookies. <laughs> I, I did a piece. A lot of guys have been using the Beyond Meat product, and some of them are even yep, invested yep. in it. I wrote a piece for the LA Times about it, and Chris was one of those Beyond Meat guys. Yeah. Um, JaVale McGee was a Beyond Meat guy. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few players in the league who are vegan and feel as if, if nothing else, it helps with their inflammation. And I, yeah. and I was joking before, I did notice a difference in my bloating as well as inflammation. Yeah, but with Russ, I feel like Russ is the opposite. Like, Russ will have, like, a lamb chop in his mouth while he's dunking on you. So I, I don't feel like that. Uh, that is a different uh, breed of person. 
because uh, he wants to yeah. take your heart out every time. <laughs> um, wh- if Okay, so Russ wants out. What are some logical places for him? Is it the I Knicks? I mean, look, do you want Russ? I don't. Do you want Russ, George? No, no. I mean, if you're the Lakers or the Clippers, you want Russ? No. No. LA guy? No. Something to prove? No. I don't want him. No. I don't. Ow. Nah, I don't want him. I don't. Wow. Yeah. I, I Michael don't. was making the case for the Clippers. If I would have asked you that two years ago, your answer would have been very different. Yeah, for sure. No, very different. No. There's, my answer yeah. would never would have been different. Really? No, mine would No. Yes. No. It's just there is something about the way that he plays the game that, to me, doesn't lend to consistent winning and high leverage situations for the long haul. Like he mm-hmm. he's good enough to win you a game or so, but I don't think the way he plays is good enough to win you a series. So I am actually, I'm intrigued by it. I I gotta tell you, I I just we're not that far removed from MVP Westbrook. Yep, and we have also seen. LeBron carry a team playing basically point guard, which means Russ would not have to be point guard. LeBron would organize the offense. Russ wouldn't have to. Um, and as LeBron ages, the, the one thing he needs is other guys who can create offense. Yes. And other guys who can play in a pick and roll with AD. I think that fits Westbrook pretty well. Okay. Now, I'm not okay. He's not like nearly as wait, efficient wait, wait, not, at it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not ruling that out. Let, let me. Call, I'm gonna. I'm gonna call a yep. quick timeout. I'm gonna call right. a quick timeout because right. I want to know how we get there. Okay. okay. I want to know how we get there with the, Ooh, the like. I got how that do we easy get... for you. Easy. Okay. Oh, Momo has an easy route of how we get there with the Lakers, and yeah. I, I want to know how we get there with the Clippers, which I think is 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 also possible. Um, yeah. But we'll talk. We'll touch on that on the other side. Don't forget this hour. We're giving you a chance to win. A virtual key that could start the brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport that we're giving away, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. You better have been listening in the 3 o'clock hour to Mason and Ireland for the road trip destination. That's each and every weekday they will give you one. And each and every weekday on this show in the 5 o'clock hour, we will give you a chance to win a virtual key that could start that beautiful brand new that I saw 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda so stay tuned it might happen in the commercial break as a matter of fact it's probably going to happen in the commercial breaks so keep it locked Momo's got new, got stuff for us she can get us Russell Westbrook to LA somehow some way and we got a coos question for her all that is coming up in two minutes 